Want to listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime and Academia episode ad-free? Head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room to listen to all of our podcast episodes without any ads. You get access to our video episodes, our bonus episodes, and even more exclusive content, including merchandise. It only starts at $5 a month, so head on over to our Patreon. Again, it's patreon.com slash ivorytowerboilerroom. And while you're at it, you know what would be such a help is if you could rate and review the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And make sure that you follow us and share out our podcast to all of your friends. It truly does help. And I want to thank you all. It means so much that you're listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. This is a rare Ivory Tower Boiler Room episode because first I'm solo, which does not happen a lot. I don't even know if I've ever recorded a solo episode before. Um, maybe I have. So if you're a dedicated listener, please reach out to me and correct me. Uh, but I wanted to get vulnerable here and transparent and be as open as possible with you all. I was listening to Christy Carlson Romano. You might all, if you're a millennial, remember her from Even Stevens. And Kim Possible. She's the voice of Kim Possible. I actually had a Game Boy. Remember Game Boys, everyone? Uh, there's cartridges. I had a Kim Possible cartridge and game. And I used to remember hearing Christy Carlson Romano's voice narrating the whole game as Kim Possible. Well, she has a podcast called um, Vulnerable. And it also reminds me of my... Um, someone I'm close to now, Rachel Yucatel, has a podcast called Misunderstood. And I feel that I have to be vulnerable. I have to be open now. I feel so empowered because of these podcasters, because of these conversations. Bethany Frankel has given me a lot of courage and confidence. Thank you, Bethany, of being open about my narrative. And um, so many who listen to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, you all out there, I want to address you. I want to thank you for being listeners. I want to thank you for reaching out to me especially when you're in the gay community and you say, hey, I feel that I'm seen. I feel authentic when I listen to you, Andrew, that I can take chances, that I can be empowered sexually or wear a Speedo, um, that you show me not to be ashamed of who I am. Thank you so much. I see you all. I hear you. It means so much when you reach out. Please keep reaching out. I um, do this podcast because of you all. I do it for the queer community, for you to be seen. I do it for those in academia who need a voice. Those of you who are podcasters, those of you who have gotten your PhD and you don't know what you're doing now. You don't know where to go in your career. That's where I want to start with this all. First, if you haven't listened to it, I had a birth chart reading. I'm a Virgo, but there's a lot more to your birth chart, not just your uh, sun sign. So my sun sign is Virgo. Now I know because Sarah, my friend, gave me a birth chart reading. She uh, runs North Node Alignments. So listen to all of that and you'll hear all of my different uh, personality, astrological personalities, energies, and 
I feel that now I need to be more open and vulnerable because so many of you out there, you might think that I have it all answered. I am able to know myself so much and be self-aware, but guess what? I'm scared. And I'm going to be honest with you all right now. I am creatively scared. And I know that I'm taking a lot of risks right now. So let me just address what that means for you all here. And I'm going to be very candid. So yes, I'm recording. Yes, I'm on Zoom. You're all hearing me on the podcast, but I'm breaking the fourth wall in a way. Because I am doing a solo episode, I want to break the fourth wall with you all. I have gotten my PhD. I've applied to over 10 positions in colleges, in editing positions, media positions, public humanities, which basically just means they could be academic, but they're also speaking to the public. That's what I founded the Ivory Tower Boiler Room on. It's been three years. It is August. It officially is now three years since I created the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, a literary and arts podcast. And I realized, wait, kept getting this question. And those of you who've asked me this question, this is not singling you out. I understand that you mean it well. So it's not about me dragging anyone. I don't do that, right? I'm not on reality TV. Hey, if you want me to be on reality TV, I would love to be a gay academic on a reality TV show. I think I could be the Bethany Frankel in the show. Um, I can move that narrative, trust me, and I can create some drama. But I'm not being paid to drag anyone. I'm not being paid to cause gossip or drama. This does not reflect my experience at Stony Brook University. I had wonderful, supportive colleagues. Um, those who applaud the podcast, those who understand what I've built in media. I appreciate all of you. And all of you know who you all are. You know who you are because I've written about you in my dissertation and my dedication. Um, my acknowledgments page, which I made public actually um, on my social media, because I think it's important for you all to realize how did Andrew get to where he is because of a huge community of supporters, because of those who are fellow grad students, because of those who um, are in administration at Stony Brook, who gave me a chance because of fellowships I received. I received this fellowship called the Giuliano Fellowship, and I'm so thankful for it because it allowed me to go to the British Library and actually have in my hands Oscar Wilde's Picture of Dorian Gray manuscript when it was published in Philadelphia. That was the first publication. Um, was It was actually published in a magazine, serially, and not serial, but S-E-I-R. Wait, S-E-R-I-L. Ah, I'm getting confused, aren't I? S-E-R-I-A-L-L-Y. There you go, serially. So I really just appreciated that experience of getting to be in London and what it meant to be doing my academic work while also understanding queer culture by being so intimate with Wilde's manuscripts. Or when I would lead walking tours about Whitman and his queerness, and I had the opportunity to speak about Whitman and Wilde's queer meetings before my dissertation was written, before I received my PhD. I was at the Brooklyn Public Library, the Port Washington Library. I 
had the pleasure of giving walking tours at the Whitman birthplace or doing work with the Whitman initiative that Karen Carboner runs. And I realized, wait, all of this right now, me receiving my PhD, where I am, this new chapter of my life, this transition, it's very empowering. But the scared aspect I feel is, it's not a scared aspect where I'm in fear. It's not that kind of scare. It's not a horror scare. I'm not watching Halloween, the Carpenter films. It's not that. It's realizing that I'm creatively at this precipice. I'm in this new journey and that what I created with this podcast is a reflection of who I am as an academic. It's a being a scholar. This is all reflecting who Dr. Andrew Rimby is. And I'm now taking ownership creatively. I'm taking pride now in what I do with this podcast, with the interviews that I get to be a part of, the guests that I have on, whether they be Dana Wilkie from the Beverly Hills Housewives and her experience on that show and her being a gossip analyst, or even when I get to be on the Housewife Historian's YouTube channel to talk about who I chat with from the Real Housewives and also why I'm drawn to the Real Housewives and their narratives and the soap opera and the hyper um, dramatic elements. Because all of that is who I am as a scholar. It's why I'm able to think through creatively male, male, same-sex desire in Whitman's poetry, in Wilde's writing, in thinking about what happened before gay and homosexual was a concept before it became written down in language in the late Victorian period. All of that is who I have on this podcast. You all are you all are a part of seeing my journey creatively. Everyone who I interviewed, they're a part of what I'm absorbing, how I'm able to arrive to my writing, arrive to this artistic mission, this process. And I'm very excited and I keep saying, it's almost like if you've ever um, heard Into the Woods. I love Stephen Soundtime. Into the Woods is my favorite musical by Soundtime. Um, I would say it's probably my favorite musical, but I think my favorite musical is actually Dreamgirls. But that's for another discussion. Um, on one of my Broadway musical episodes, like I had with uh, David Armstrong or Stacey Wolf. And I realized that what's fueling me and what this podcast has represented is over 10 courses I've gotten to teach. I taught the Broadway musical. I loved, I love all my classes, but those of you who are in the Broadway musical, if any of my students are listening and you were in that class, it was such a special course. I mean, there's no denying how truly transformative that course was. All of you have truly you shaped who I am. I mean, that might sound dramatic, but it's true. All of you who are in that course, you saw me during one of my major transformations in the university. It's when I was finally understanding what I was going to write in my dissertation. So you all hold a special place in my heart. Um, okay, I need to take a breath because I was about to cry. Um, but having taught over 10 different courses, I realized, wait, I have such a breadth of what I teach. 
whether it be film studies or writing or poetry, queer 19th century, um, that world literature, every guest who I have on this podcast, there's a way for me to dig in. There's an angle for how I ask them certain questions. This is what I'm meant to do. This is my career. So when people ask me, Andrew, what are you doing? I'm the host and the director of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, goddammit. Hi, this is Andrew, and I'm interrupting what I know is an exciting ITBR episode to talk to you about one of our sponsors, the Gay and Lesbian Review. Discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture with a subscription to the Gay and Lesbian Review, a bi-monthly magazine of history, culture, and politics that publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and our popular art memo column. Each issue of the Gay and Lesbian Review brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme, and it brings together the leading minds on the topic. You won't find a lot about the latest dating fads or fashion trends, but you will definitely find articles about online dating, like using Grindr as a social phenomenon, or even the gay influence on 20th century fashion. Did you know that I've actually interviewed three gay and lesbian review contributors? Make sure you listen to my Ignacio Darnod Breaking the Gay Code in Art episode, where Ignacio explains that key artistic figures like Michelangelo, Donatello, Thomas Eakins, J.C. Leyendecker, and Thomas Finlan all have really explicit homoerotic artwork. And then head on over to the next episode where I talk with Dr. Vernon Rosario about LGBTQ psychiatry and how homosexuality got depathologized. And our most recent episode was with the Gay and Lesbian Review's literary editor, Martha E. Stone, and she talks about what LGBTQ literature you should be reading this summer and also how to become a contributing writer and a reviewer for the Gay and Lesbian Review. To subscribe, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR to receive a free copy with any print or digital subscription. And as an added bonus, you also receive online access to all of the Gay and Lesbian Review's archived issues. All of them. Okay, enjoy your reading, everyone. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I am so excited to be talking about Broadview Press. You might be asking, what is Broadview Press, Andrew? Broadview is an independent academic publisher in the humanities that produces high-quality, pedagogically useful books for use in university and college classrooms. They publish in the humanities mainly English studies, writing, philosophy, and history, just to name a few genres. And recently, I had on Dr. Jason Holt, who wrote all about the philosophy of sport. And what better summer episode than to talk about what happens when a philosopher dissects the beautiful aesthetics of sporting culture? 
In the spring, I had on doctors Kyle Stedman and Tanya Rodriguez to talk about what is sound writing, how to make audio projects in the college classroom, how to even have your students create podcasts. And then in the winter, I had on Dr. Dr. Jeffrey Weinstock. He talked about analyzing pop culture. Yes, I even sneak in some Real Housewives questions. And how to teach composition and make it fun. He uses this whole metaphor about being a mad scientist in this gothic lab. And in the fall, I had on Dr. Ann Stevens, and she talked about literary theory and criticism. And yes, the university season is upon us. So what better way to talk about the college classroom than to actually understand what is literary theory? That's a wonderful episode for all of you out there who teach literary studies. I love Broadview Press. Make sure you use their exclusive code. It's Ivory Tower. On broadviewpress.com, you get 20% off all, all Broadview Press publications. Okay, until the next Broadview Press interview, and now back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. I mean, I would never say goddamn it to you out there if you asked me that question, but internally, that's what I say now in my internal monologue is, Andrew, fucking own and take pride in who you are. Take pride in what you've built. I don't curse a lot. So for me to say the F word right now is a big testament. Maybe married to Pippi. Mary, you're rubbing off on me because uh, she says the F word a lot. And I'll joke with her um, about it. But I truly have realized I have to take ownership and pride over this creative establishment, this enterprise that I'm building as a public scholar. And I'm so thankful that Stony Brook, that I've gotten interns from the English department, Susan Shekel, my dissertation director, all things mentor in my life, has always been supervising interns for the podcast. And they're continuing to work for the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. And a few of them have gotten to now work with other entertainment podcasters. Um, Andrea has worked for Taylor Ferber from Cancel Me Baby. Um, there's been opportunities with David Yontef from Behind the Velvet Rope. Dana Wilkie has gotten to um, know some of my interns. And Rachel Yucatel has gotten to learn about my interns. So they're working for NBC. And it's just incredible to see what happens once I've started to collaborate with fellow podcasters. And I realize that now my vulnerability is just being transparent and realizing, wow, for the longest time, I was seeking validation from academia. But why wasn't I seeking validation from myself, from what I've built, from this podcast? And that's where I wanna to turn to all of you out there. You all have given me so much hope. You all are making me see that there's a reason why this podcast is successful. The guests who come on, you've taught me so much. I'm gonna continue believing in myself, taking pride in what I do and taking a chance on myself. So I hope that resonates with you all out there. If right now you're saying, okay, I feel stuck. I feel that, yes, I've accomplished these accolades, but I don't know what to do next. I know that intuitively, 
right? I'm listening now more to my gut. I literally now I'm touching my gut. I am, if you're watching this on Patreon, you can see me touch my gut. But yes, I'm like literally rubbing my stomach to like feel that intuition. But it is, we all know what that's like when you're doing something that's so worthwhile and meaningful, you can feel that it's evolving. You can feel that energy. When I was applying, when I'm applying to jobs, I listen to my gut. Is this a place where they would take a chance on Andrew Rimby? Do they understand my artistic mission? Will they allow me to continue this podcast? These are all factors in jobs I'm applying for. If I feel in my gut, this feels like it's going against what I believe in. I don't apply. If it's a project that just feels that it's counter to what is aligning with me, I have to listen to my gut and say, I need to put up a boundary. I really respect, you know, your organization, but it just doesn't align with who Andrew Rimby is. And I do it in a kind way, right? I'm not saying when we put up boundaries, we don't need to drag the person, but just to say, hey, this is my boundary and this doesn't work for me. And I now am respecting if others, sometimes we just don't align together. And that's okay because if we push ourselves to do something that's against our artistic passion, it doesn't end well. It causes a stress. It causes a spike in um, conflict. It causes passive aggressiveness, a lot of issues. Again, I'm not a mental health therapist, so please seek mental health treatment. I am not a therapist and I'm not alleging to be a therapist, um, but I'm just saying what's been working for me. And I also truly believe in self-care. Again, self-care we hear a lot about it. We hear take a self-care day. What does that mean? Okay, for me, it means even today, um, before sitting down for this recording, I just interviewed Manuel Betancourt, whose interview about his new book, The Male Gazed, will come out in a month. So I took a bubble bath. I took time to just decompress. I allowed myself to just take it easy the bath, for me, being in a bath, in a bubble bath, just really helps clear my mind. It's why I also then went for a walk. I really needed to be around the Port Jefferson Harbor to see the water. I observed my surroundings, the boats, the geese. I love that feeling of just being with nature. So for whatever that is for you, we all know there's something that just makes us feel connected and comforted. Maybe it's we have to watch that show that we love. We want to rewatch a show that just makes us so excited about um, seeing a part of ourselves in that show, remembering a memory when we first encountered that show. For me, um, it's always when I rewatch uh, Queer as Folk, which actually I'm going to be launching a rewatch show. And the first TV show is Queer as Folk. And I'm going to be bringing guests on to cover every episode. So look out for that. And I'm going to do that with different TV shows. I'm thinking Queer as, uh, Queer as Folk, Pose, uh, Desperate Housewives. So if any of that is calling out to you, please reach out to me. I'd love to have guests on to cover each episode. Again, I take this from Bethany Frankel's Rewives when she rewatches The Housewives. So giving you credit, I'm citing you, Bethany. If I learned anything in academia, it's to cite your sources. Cite your sources, everyone. Um, so... 
with that, I just want to say, I'm glad I came on and recorded this. I don't always record solo episodes, if ever. It actually, while I might seem very confident when I do interviews, I am. I love interviewing. I love having guests on and being in conversation. But recording in isolation, literally in, as a solo um, episode, does make me nervous. I think it's because I realize there's nothing to protect me, like meaning the guest isn't there as a safeguard. I can't be probing and asking them questions. The tables have turned. I literally am seeing myself reflected in the Zoom recording. And I'm now letting my guard down. I, for the longest time, had a wall up, especially when it comes to intimacy, when it comes to, yes, you all have heard about my sexual exploration of being empowered on Fire Island or, you know, going to the Belvedere and being nude at the hotel. Um, when it comes to that, I'm open. I'm talking more about when it comes to my single flirtatious stage, I'm good for being flirtatious. I'm good for being, um, you know, in that environment, when it comes to dating, I still, there's a wall up. And I think it's because I had kept saying to myself, get your PhD and then you can date. So now I realize, wait, I have my PhD. I might want to start dating again. That makes me nervous. I haven't dated in a very long time. I worked through therapy with, um, issues around intimacy, especially um, sexual abuse that had happened to me during my PhD um, experience, not at the university, but outside the university. And then I had to process that because it happened during my oral exam experience. And if you know a PhD experience, the oral exam is actually sometimes even more intense than the dissertation stage. So I've worked through all of that. And now I've realized, okay, I think I'm ready. I think I'm ready. Andrew Rimby is ready to put himself back out in the dating world. So yes, if you're listening, I'm ready to start dating, to go on dates. Whew. I finally said it out loud. Okay. And this truly is a vulnerable episode. Vulnerable in a career-wise sense, vulnerable in an intimacy sense. And just admitting to you all, I don't have all the answers. I don't know how this podcast is going to evolve, but I know it will because I believe in it. I believe in seeing how successful it is and how all of you out there are responding so positively to my voice. And with that, I want to thank you all. Maybe I'll continue to do these solo episodes to check in with you all. And I want you all to believe in yourselves. Remember that song from The Wiz, which is coming back to Broadway. I want to see it. Wayne Brady is in it. Deborah Cox is going to be in it. And there's the song that Glinda sings, Believe in Yourself. In the movie, it is with Lena Horne, and she's so iconic. But Lena Horne sings, Believe in Yourself. And there's that lyric, um, just believe in yourself um, because I believe in you. That's what I think it is. Um, I didn't fact check, but I want you all to really take a chance on yourselves. I'm with you all. I'm taking a risk right now. 
And I see all of you who are finding your passion. I see what my passion is. I just now have to know it all will be okay. The universe has big plans for me and I'm just going to allow myself to release that expectation that I need to be validated traditionally. I don't need a traditional validation from the workforce. I believe that I'm creating my entrepreneurial pathway. And wait, I own a small business. You know what it's called? The Ivory Tower Boiler Room. With that, thank you all. And I will see you back in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Hi, everyone. This is Andrew, and I am interrupting what I know is such an exciting Ivory Tower Boiler Room episode to tell you all about one of my favorite podcasts. It's called That Old Gay Classic Cinema, and it's hosted by Christian Garcia. Christian is joined with guest co-hosts to talk about classic cinema films that we know and love, and he analyzes them through a queer lens. So, He's talked about The Sound of Music, Alfred Hitchcock, The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, and recently, Hello, Dolly. I actually was on his first ever episode to talk about my love of The Sound of Music and playing Captain Von Trapp in my high school musical. Then I was joined with Mary DePippi, the host of True Crime in Academia, and our friend Travis Roundtree to talk about Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo. Mary just had Christian on True Crime and Academia to talk about female poisoners, including the evil queen from Snow White and actual real life female poisoners. So Christian's podcast is the best. You must add it to your listen list. After you listen to this episode, make sure you head over to That Old Gay Classic Cinema on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at That Old Gay Classic Cinema. And he's also on TikTok. Don't forget TikTok. Okay. I can't wait for you all to listen to That Old Gay Classic Cinema. And now back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Hey, Ivory Tower Boiler Room listeners and true crime friends. You've heard me gush over this incredible woman and her beautiful products. I'm talking about Mandy Made It. Mandy makes customized and original crochet and cre-cut goods. They are the perfect, unique, one-of-a-kind gift for literally anyone in your life. And she makes incredible home decor. I still have my pumpkins that I put out every fall. I just love them. Check her out on Instagram at M-A-N-D-E-E Made It or search Mandy Made It on Facebook. To order, just slide into her DMs. And if you mention the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, you will receive a free personalized gift with your first order. So go on Instagram and look up at Mandy Made It and Mandy is spelled M-A-N-D-E-E. -E. Again, her handle is at Mandy Made It. Mandy spelled M-A-N-D-E-E. -E, and order today. Thank you so much for listening to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. This is Andrew Rimby, the host and director of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. I am joined with Mary DePippi, our chief contributor and host of True Crime and Academia. Please, if you're not, make sure that you follow the Ivory Tower Boiler Room 
and True Crime in Academia on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok too. Remember our TikTok. That's where all the exciting video clips are posted. Make sure that you join our Patreon if you want more Ivory Tower Boiler Room and True Crime in Academia content. All the video interviews are on our Patreon. All of our bonus episodes are on Patreon. And it just means so much for you to join for $5 a month. You unlock all of our bonus episodes. And also, it just helps support the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thank you so much for giving Mary and I a needed jolt of caffeine for coffee. Thanks for the $5. Head to patreon.com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. We cannot wait for you all to listen to our summer season. There are so many exciting episodes. And we're also celebrating three years of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room podcast. So without further ado, thanks for listening. Make sure you listen to the next episode next week. And have a wonderful summer season, everyone. Okay, bye now.